as part of growing the gospel impact of leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef at home and around the world, Leading the Way is partnering with churches to reach and disciple entire communities. Recently, Dr. Youssef brought a powerful evangelistic message to those living in Belfast, Ireland. In addition to music that unified people of many backgrounds in worship, Dr. Youssef shared a life-changing evangelistic message that brought many to their knees in repentance and renewal. Up next, portion of the message Dr. Michael Youssef shared at the event where you too can experience personal challenge from God's Word. Learn more about Leading the Way's worldwide impact when you visit ltw.org. The following is a Leading the Way special presentation. Welcome to Hope Ireland, a Leading the Way evangelistic celebration. Thousands have gathered at Waterfront Hall in Belfast for a special proclamation event. Featuring a message from Leading the Way President Dr. Michael Youssef. Now, let's enter Waterfront Hall in Belfast where the event is just underway. What a delight to be back in Belfast. You know, I don't think I will get too many disagreements if I tell you that we live in precarious times. It's certainly in our lifetime. In recent times, so many newspapers, secular newspapers and magazines have been asking the question, is this the end of the world? For example, on the 24th of July, 2021, the Daily Telegraph in Britain had a headline, asked the question, is this the end of the world? The United Nations recently has announced that our world is in peril. The Nation magazine, a well-known magazine in the United States, recently published an article entitled, The End of the World is Closer Than It Seems. Well, I want to say, duh. (laughs) You see, we Christians, those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, We call that the end times, and we are living in the end times. Believe it or not, now that both the Christian and the non-Christian world, the secular world, agreeing that we're coming into the same conclusion that we are facing some difficult days ahead, that we could be coming toward the end of time. The question is, are you ready for the end of the world? Are you ready for the end times? The Bible makes it very clear. It is very clear from cover to cover in the Scripture that our world had a beginning and will have an end. We know the Lord Jesus Christ is returning. 
He is coming back as He promised. When He ascended into heaven, the angel said to the disciples, said, This same Jesus, whom you have seen taken out from you, is coming back in the same manner. And the question is, are you prepared for that? Are you ready for that? Great day, wonderful day. While God tells us in His Word that this is going to be a wonderful day for those who know and love Jesus. It's going to be a wonderful day for those who have placed their whole trust, their whole faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and on the cross of Calvary, on which He hung for every one of us. But it's going to be a dreadful day. It's going to be a day of judgment. It's going to be a day of accountability for those who have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Savior of the soul and the Lord of their life. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 tells us that the last days, there will be perilous times shall come, and then we'll see the end. And that is why in the last five verses, the last five verses of the Bible, the last chapter of the last book in the Word of God, we hear God's final invitation. This last invitation in the Bible can possibly be the last opportunity for some of you. Maybe the last time you'll have an opportunity to respond and accept God's invitation for you to come and surrender your life to Jesus. Today I'm here to highlight, to open up that invitation for everyone who would accept it. Because you may never have another opportunity to respond to God's invitation. This may be your last I have done this so many places in so many parts of the world in the last 52 years. And sadly, some refused. And that was the last invitation. It was too late for them. Yes, there is such thing as too late. God is patient. God is loving. God's grace is overwhelming. But the Bible tells us there is such a thing as too late. God loves you enough to give you one more opportunity, one more invitation to respond to Him, to come to Him before it is too late. Jesus tells us in Matthew 25, He said, Noah, now remember this, for those who doubt the ark and the flood, Jesus, who coexisted with the Father before all worlds, Jesus through whom and for whom the whole universe was created. Jesus said that in Matthew 25. He said, Noah invited his neighbors, invited his friends to come and believe in God, to accept his invitation to enter into the ark before it is too late. And the great flood came. And Noah did this day in and day out, year in and year out, for 120 years. Then it became too late. Too late. The Bible said God shut the door. Somebody says, what kind of a God is this who would shut the door? It's the same God who left the glories of heaven and came down to earth, born of a virgin, lived as the poorest of the poor, hung on a cross of a criminal, and yet He is the only perfect Son of God. That is how loving God is. But the door will be shut. This time, it's not going to be just physical death and drowning in the floods, but it's going to be all of eternity, all of eternity in torment and loneliness 
utter darkness. Tonight, you can accept the invitation of the one who hung on that cross for you, the perfect, sinless Son of God, took all of your sins and mine on that cross. He paid the wages of our sin so that you can come tonight and accept the invitation. You can accept that invitation of the only one who rose from the dead on the third day. I told the other group just a couple of nights ago, I said, you know, I chuckle when people say, all the founders of all the religions, they're all the same. I said, really? Which one rose from the dead? Other than Jesus. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. So what is that last invitation? Revelation chapter 22, verses 17 to 21. The last five verses of the Bible. Here we see the last warning. We see the last promise. We see the last prayer. And then we see the last invitation. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. This is the last invitation. By God the Holy Spirit. That's what the Spirit is. The God's own Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And the bride of Christ is the believers from around the world. That is the bride of Christ. The Bible said from every tribe and every nation and every tongue will be gathered in heaven. That is quite a show. And I can't wait to be there. Both inviting. Come. The Holy Spirit is inviting you. There are people around the world praying for you. They're praying for this event from every corner of the globe. Christ Himself issued that invitation too while He walked this earth in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, Come unto me, all who are laboring and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not only rest in this life, but for all of eternity. And here, the very last message in the Scripture, the very last message that God issued is a last invitation. Let him who hears say, Come. Let him who thirst come. And whomsoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Listen, salvation may be free, but let me tell you something. It costs God everything. His only one and begotten Son. He laid the splendor and the glory in heaven. Never His divinity, but the splendor of His divinity. And He came to earth in order to identify with us and to bear our sin, so that whomsoever would come and receive His forgiveness would receive eternal life. The Holy Spirit of God has an engraved invitation with your name written on it. And you know what? That invitation has been issued before the foundation of the earth. Some of you have heard that invitation before, but you did not respond. Tonight, you can do that. You can respond to God's invitation. Somebody here may say, well, Michael, why should I respond? Why should I respond to this invitation? What's in it for me? Well, the same verses in the book of Revelation give us the answer. Thank God I don't have to come up with the answer. Because Jesus is coming back. And Jesus is coming back to judge the living and the dead. No one, listen to me, my dear friends in Belfast, no one means no one anywhere on the face of the earth will be able to escape that judgment. Only those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ will be able to escape it. 
when Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. That's right there in that book of Revelation, the last few verses. Behold, I come quickly. Immediately, it says, the Spirit began to invite people, Come, 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 because He is coming back. Come to Him to receive answers to your life's puzzling questions. Come to Him and receive forgiveness of all of the pain and sin. Come to Him and be set free from the pain of guilt. Come to Him and receive peace right here and now and for all of eternity. What a deal. Now, many of you, like I was, probably still drinking salty water. And you think, well, it's water. But the more you drink it, the more you thirst. And you don't understand why you keep drinking it and you keep getting… I've done this for a number of years. And the more you drink it, the more you thirst. Whether it is addiction, whether it is seething anger and hatred in your heart, whether it is the pain of guilt, whether it is that you feel a sense of aimlessness and hopelessness and helplessness, whether it is a pain and suffering in your life, whether it is dissatisfaction in life, whether it is a deep discontentment and discouragement for where you are, whether it is a loss of hope and purpose in your life, whatever it may be, God can meet you with His invitation tonight. Every time you drink that salty water, you're thinking that you're quenching your thirst, but you're not. Every time you try to put band-aids on a tumor and it's not working, There is a surgeon who can remove it tonight, and his name is Jesus. All the other things will never meet your needs, but Jesus can. The more you want answers from the world, the deeper you plunge into dissatisfaction. The more you try to reform yourself, the worse it gets. The more you promise yourself, you're going to do better next time. Oh, you're going to improve. You're going to do this. I've done that many times. Oh, I'm going to do better. I promise that. I made commitments. I made decisions. Until Jesus came into my life and transformed me. And He can transform you tonight. And that is why Jesus and only Jesus who experienced real thirst on that cross can satisfy Whatever your need is, whatever your hunger is, whatever your thirst may be, come and receive true contentment. Come and receive true forgiveness of your sins. Come and receive true promises. Oh, the people promise never keep their promises. My goodness, in my years at 75, I heard my fair share of politicians who made promises, and they broke them the next day. But when God makes you a promise, He keeps it for all of eternity. He keeps His promises. He keeps His promises. Come and surrender your will to His will. I know people sometimes say, well, they're afraid to give their life to Christ because in case God has some bad plans for them. Let me tell you something. My life has been transformed, and every part of God's will for my life has been fantastic. He loves you more than you love yourself. He loves you more than your family loves you. How can His will be anything but for your best and for your good and for His glory? True change and transformation will take place. Please hear me right. Hear me right here. This salvation that I'm talking about tonight, 
No church can give it to you. No denomination can give it to you. This salvation, no amount of religious activities or religious rituals can give you. The only one who can give it to you is the one who died on that cross for you and rose again on the third day. Come to the only one. Come to the only one. Come to the only one who can give you peace and give you hope and give you a plan for your life, for not just now, but for all of eternity. The invitation said, let him, let her who thirst come. Whosoever will come, let him, let her take from the water, real water of life that will satisfy you and make you contented. So I came all the way here on my own steam because I love God. And because God saved me, I want to introduce as many people to come to Him and do for them what He did for me. I came here to issue that invitation before it is too late. Jesus told the disciples after the resurrection, before the ascension, He said to them, you stay in the upper room. And He said, you wait. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God Himself will come upon them. And sure enough, on day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon the earth for the first time in history to dwell on the earth to be available to everyone anywhere in the world who will seek Him for the Holy Spirit to come and that He may speak to you, convict you. I could have no doubt in my mind if you are where I were sitting back in 1964, March 4th. I can hear the Holy Spirit whispering in my ear, Michael, I love you. Surrender your life to me. I've been speaking to you through family members. I've been speaking to you through friends. This is the night. But I also am aware of the fact that Satan will be whispering to Don't listen to that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Don't listen to him. You've got plenty of living to do. You've got plenty of time to make that decision. When you're old and decrepit, you can make that decision. You cannot guarantee that 50,000 young Americans die every year by suicide. Young people are dying. Everywhere I go, I see horrible statistics. Life is so uncertain. God be saying to you through the Holy Spirit whispering to you, I've been calling you for a long time. Tonight is the night to respond. Not only that the Holy Spirit says, come, He's inviting you. Come. The bride of Christ, the church of Christ, the believers in Christ from every corner of the globe are inviting you, saying, come. I've traveled 67 times around the world, and every country that I go and preach the gospel, immediately I meet believers, and we are one in Christ. It's a member of the family. We have the heavenly blood flowing through us. We have the same DNA. The body of Christ, the believers, are inviting you, saying, come. Come. And they're pleading with you, come. John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus gave a great invitation. It says that on the great day of the feast, Jesus said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture says, out of the life shall flow rivers of living water. 
And in the Beatitudes, Jesus said, anyone who hunger and thirsts for righteousness, what is that? What is that righteousness? It's right standing with God the Father. Anyone who hunger and thirsts for that shall be filled. Not maybe, shall be filled. After issuing so many invitations during his earthly life, and you see them reading the Gospels, so many invitations, telling people to come, come, come. Then he comes at the very end of his book. At the very last chapter of the Bible, God's last word to humanity is an invitation. It's an invitation. God's last warning to everyone who would listen is an invitation. Did you know that Satan hates the Bible? Did you know that? He believes the Bible. The Bible said he trembles. That's more than some of us Christians do. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he used the Bible. He twisted it, but he used it. He hates the Bible. There are two books in the Bible that he hates specially the most. I think some of you are guessing what those are. Genesis and Revelation. The first book and the last book. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because in the first book, God pronounced a sentence. Hell is prepared for Satan and his demons. And in the book of Revelation, we see that sentence has been carried out. Well, he's thrown into the lake of fire. Praise God. And that is why some misguided people, sadly, the, some of them are church leaders, some misguided people say, oh, Genesis is a myth and Revelation is a mystery. They're listening to Satan. They're not listening to the Word of God. And that is why God's last message to all of humanity to you here in Belfast in this beautiful, beautiful auditorium. Come, don't listen to Satan's deception. Don't listen to those who have been deceived by him, regardless of where they come from. Satan only wants you to go with him. As I told you, the hell was prepared for him and his demons, but they don't want to go alone. They want to take people with them. God's last promise in his last book is this. When you come to him, you will experience joy and peace. You're going to experience untold blessings. You will have peace that doesn't make sense to the rest of the world. Listen. You will experience difficult time, but your joy will never go away. He said, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Not like the world gives you peace that I give it. My peace is different. It's peace in the midst of the storm. Hope in the middle of hopelessness. Hope in the middle of the world's dire prediction. You will know unspeakable contentment and satisfaction when everyone around you is fretting and fearful. And then finally, when you close your eyes in death, you will experience what no eyes have seen, what no ears ever heard, what no mind can ever imagine or conceive. The last invitation the last warning, the last promise, and the last prayer. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, far from fearing the end times, far from fearing the day of judgment, far from fearing the day of reckoning, you will not only rejoice, but you'll be longing for that day, because you will be glorified. You will be crowned. You will be hearing from the lips of Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. Let me show you how much more you can be in charge of. 
Because God promises this, and God's promise never goes back. I already told you that. Therefore, there is no condemnation upon those who are in Christ Jesus. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. Partner with Dr. Youssef. Visit ltw.org or call us, speak with a ministry representative at 866 626-4356.